I'm not a very emotional person by nature, except when I talk about my daughter or my faith. But that image, audibly and visually in my own mind, brings such great emotion to me. I love those words. Rejoice. 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 I was picturing during that song and during that incredibly beautiful picture, the people who originally heard this prophetic voice. The people who originally heard Isaiah come and deliver the words of God saying, Rejoice! Emmanuel, God is with us, is coming to you. What an amazing sound that must have been to hear. Picture what they were going through. Picture where they were living. In a desolate place, in a desolate time. When their back was against the wall. And they hear those words. The prophetic voice still rings out true today. It is still strong and loud. And we still have our backs against a wall and still need to grasp hold of that message. You have entered into the first Sunday of Advent, the first in our series, Excelsis Deo. And what we'll be doing for the next four Sundays of Advent with two services on Christmas Eve that will be different is we're going to look at some of the Christmas carols that are familiar to us, some of those traditional ones that we have sang since we were children, in church or not. These are songs that people know. These are songs that bring forth images in your mind. It might not be an image of people in a desert land hearing words from a prophet that they desperately need to hear. It might be images of sitting in a school cafeteria and something that you drug your parents to once upon a time, that they had to sit through you singing these songs, or, or whatever it is. It brings forth an image to your mind. All of these songs. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Away in a manger. Angels we have heard on high. Joy to the world. Silent night. And so for each of these songs, what we want to do is present them to you and in a way that makes them come alive, in a way that means something to you, not just of what it once was maybe in your life, but what it was then and what it is now, and what those messages will always be, because embedded in all of these songs is God's Word. Embedded in all of these songs is a hope, is a hope in something great, something amazing to come. So we will do things like the drama you saw today, On the back table, you might have noticed when you came in, if you didn't, there are some artists that are locally from around here. Otherwise, they wouldn't be locally. But they uh, they have given us their uh, their depiction of some of the songs in their own little media. Uh, Some of them have painted. Some of them have crafted something. Uh, We'll have more as the weeks go on. And I just encourage you to walk back there and to see what people hear and see in their own mind when they hear the words, O come Emmanuel, or away in a manger. This is a a wonderful time of year. If you've been here for any of our Christmas seasons, at least that I've been here, you know that I love Christmas. I love it. Christmas is 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. It says so in a song, so it's got to be, right? I just love this season. I love decorating. I, I was so glad when I put my lights on the outside of my house that it wasn't 80 degrees and I wasn't sweating. Um, it made it a little more festive for me. I, I just love doing that. And my, my next-door neighbor, he and I have this kind of a, a war going on about our outdoor decorations. For the record, I'm kicking his tail. But it brings forth this holiday spirit that is amazing and wonderful. And I just love this time of year, and, and I love doing incredible things to bring the gospel message in a different way. Last year, if you remember, we did something on the Chronicles of Narnia. And if you remember, this place was Narnia. We had trees everywhere. When you walked forward, when you came through the door, you came through a forest. You came, first you came through a wardrobe, passed them for a coast, then through trees, and you came into Narnia. This year what we want you to do is, is to just release yourself to hear the message through these carols. To release yourself to hear the message of the highest God. Of God on high. Because His prophetic voice, as true as it was when it was originally delivered, is still true today. If you have your Bible, turn to Isaiah chapter 7. In order to to kind of tie into the drama and what we were doing about our own lives today, I want to take you back to when this was first said. The time of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, one of the most prolific prophetic voices we have in the Old Testament. And in chapter 7, these are the words that you will uh, come become familiar with through this carol. O come, Emmanuel. But let me set the stage for you. Judah, the southern kingdom, has a king. And his name is Ahaz. Now, Ahaz has a problem. Because there's a couple of other kingdoms that are becoming allies together. One of them is Israel. They're becoming allies together to take over Judah. It has been, uh, they've attacked Jerusalem. But Jerusalem held strong. But they know that they will come and attack again. The king is very nervous. The people are very nervous. Everyone is worried about what's going to happen. In, uh, in verse 2, it says they are shaking just as trees in a storm. They're frightened to death. So here comes Isaiah. Hey, chill out. This is my interpretation, obviously. God's got your back. I know that these people are rallying against you, but you have God on your side, so don't worry about it. Don't worry. Do not fear do not fear. But the king hears this message and he's like, hey, okay. But just in case, I'm going to go ahead and talk to the king of Assyria. Because he's pretty strong and powerful. And I think I need to ally myself with someone else so that when this attack comes, I can be, you know, God, I mean, I trust you. Thanks for the prophetic word. We believe in you. But just in case, I'm going to do something on my own. And Isaiah sends forth this message. He goes, look, seriously, a virgin will have a child. She will call him Emmanuel, God with us. And everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's really nice, God. I mean, I, I appreciate that. That's... Uh, that's nice. It's a nice message. It's a pretty thought. But seriously, um, have you seen the armies that are coming against us? 
we need some help now and we need something now. And, and because of that, I'm going to go ahead and call the king of Assyria. So he does. And God gets a little upset with him. Why didn't you trust me? I told you what was going to happen. And yet, you go out on your own. You think you have all the answers. You think you have all the strength you need. And look what happens. So here's what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to let them attack you. I'm going to let them destroy you. But, but, there will be a time. I'm at chapter 9 right now. I've sped through this, so I apologize. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will soon be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, a light that will shine on all who live in the land where death casts its shadow. Israel will again be great, and its people will rejoice as people rejoice at harvest time. They will shout with joy like warriors dividing the plunder, for God will break the chains that bind his people and the whip that scourges them, just as he did when he destroyed the army of Midian with Gideon's little band. In that day of peace, battle gear will no longer be issued. Never again will uniforms be bloodstained by war. All such equipment will be burned. Verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. These will be his royal titles. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. He will rule forever with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. The passionate commitment of the Lord Almighty will guarantee this. And so the cry goes out from Israel. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel. If you go through all of the verses of this song, which are many, each one of them is describing a different attribute of God. O come, Emmanuel, God with us. O come, thou wisdom from on high. O come, thou rod of Jesse. O come, thou dayspring. O come, thou key of David. O come, great Lord of might. O come, thou root of Jesse's tree. O come, desire of nations. This is a plea. This is essentially Israel crying out, saying, God, we need you, come. We need you, come to us. Bring us relief, bring us freedom, bring us fill in the blank. Come to us and ransom us. It's a time when a people were in a desperate need. And they cried out to their Lord and Savior. They said, God, come be with us. Here's the thing. Their chorus, essentially, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. It's looking in the future for them. For them, they were singing out and crying out, God, we know you promised this, so we believe you that someday... Emmanuel will come. That someday God will be with us and we will rejoice at that time. But we're going to rejoice right now. 
Because we believe you. We can sing a few different words here. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel has come. Has come to thee, O Israel. The difference there is God is with us. Is God has come. O come, Emmanuel, is a song of anticipation. It's looking forward to the promises of God, a promise of release, a release from captivity, a promise of relief. The wonderful thing that we have, the wonderful opportunity that we have is to grasp hold of that right now because it has happened. O come, O come, Emmanuel. He did. That's the great thing about this song. As I was listening to the words August singing and I was just picturing these shepherds or these people out on a dark night pitch black. They're out in the desert. Maybe they're shepherds and they have sheep and they've been gone away from a village for a long time and they haven't come into contact with anyone. Talk about a lonely place that must be. When you can see no light off in the distance because you've traveled a great distance. When they're essentially in a black, dark night is no ray of hope. I can hear these shepherds singing out this song. Come, O come, Emmanuel. We all have our moments where we are far away from that village. We are far away from the safety that we find in community or or wherever it is when we are in a dark night and there is no ray of hope anywhere. What do you have to give you strength? What do you have to rest with? O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom me. O come to me and take me out of this darkness and despair that I'm living in right now. Come to me right now, wisdom from on high, the key of David. Come to me right now and unlock for me the life that you've promised me. Take me out of the despair in which I live and release me into the life you have made for me. See, this first Sunday is about looking forward. For the people of Israel, it was about looking forward to a promise, a promise that was they didn't know how long in the future. For us, we know exactly when it happened. We know what happened. We know who came. We know why he came. We know that he came. You know, the holiday season is a time of sadness for a lot of people. It is a time of high anxiety. I went to the mall last week. High anxiety. It's my one time in a year that I go to the mall. I have checked that off and not to be back for another year. People are running around crazy. People are so worried about things. And, you know, at this time of year, even behind stage, one of our worship team members goes, you know, it's the first Sunday of Advent. Every, you know, every year we get everything. We're trying to pack all this stuff in. We're trying to do this new stuff. And it just gets so, uh, oh. I said, just let it go. 
Just release it. Just release that anxiety because God's with us. We get to come out here and just celebrate Jesus Christ, our Savior, who came so many years ago to ransom us. We were talking about this in our pastor's meeting last week, how at this time of season, at this time of year for pastors, the anxiety level gets really, really big. We have not only our duties on Sunday morning and those things, but we have a lot of people in our congregation that are feeling anxieties that come and talk to us. And one of the things we were talking about is to not allow those anxieties to be placed on us. So if you have a problem and you come tell me, I will not take your problem. Just gonna get that out right now. It's your problem. You deal with it. Pretty much that's what we said. We have to bring humor into the situation. Because this time is a time of great stress. A time of hurt for a lot of people when maybe this is their first year without a loved one. A time of pain for a lot of people because maybe they don't have what they thought they'd have at this end of the year. Maybe the year didn't go as well for them as they had hoped. Maybe they were searching for something this year and and they never found it. Maybe they would like to provide something for their family that they can't. Whatever it is, whatever darkness that you're finding yourself in, know that the light has come. That the light has come to swallow the darkness. Where death casts its shadow, the light shines forth. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Today is Communion Sunday. A day when we get to come forward to God's table. When we get to come forward and live with Jesus Christ. I think this is a perfect song, a perfect carol to go along with communion. As we are crying out in whatever state of despair we are in, O come, Emmanuel, to us. His answer is right here. I'm here. I'm here with you. I have set this table for you so that you may come and dine with me, so that you may come and remember what I have done for you. Remember the suffering. Remembering the death and the resurrection. Remember the life that I have given you through this act. See, Christmas, of course, is about the birth of Christ. About the time that Jesus was born. But I think it's such a beautiful time to remember why He was born. He was born to fulfill that prophetic voice of Isaiah. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And his kingdom will reign forever. It was on the night, the night of his betrayal, that he sat with his disciples. They sat around the table I can't imagine what must have been going through the mind of Christ as he sat there looking at the table, knowing that the one who would betray him was sitting next to him. What must he have been thinking? Maybe it was the words, O come, O come, Emmanuel. 
And he was ready to fulfill that. He took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks to God. And he said, take this, eat all of you. This is my body which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and he raised it to God and gave thanks. And he said, take, drink all of you. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. And so is it, it was that night that started the relationship we get to have with him. It was that night, the night he was going to be betrayed, that he offered up to us his gift of life. Today as you come forward, As you come to God's table, I want you to hear those words. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. And then remember to rejoice. To rejoice because He has come. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you so much that you are a God of love and a God of peace. And God, I thank you so much for coming into our lives to save us. I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared this table before us. And I ask that you would bless this body and blood that as we partake of it, we might hear those words that promise of you coming to ransom us, that we might know, not just in our mind, but in our heart, that you have come to save us, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. We ask this in Christ's holy name. Amen.